Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is sponsored by flashfilmacademy.com. If you're into photography, filmmaking, or video production, FlashFilmAcademy.com is an online training platform designed to help you monetize your passion. There's a ton of information online to help you capture a better image, but there's only one place you need to go if your goal is to make a living doing what you love. Enroll today to get three free courses. FlashFilmAcademy.com. It's time to turn your passion into profit. Before we even get started with the podcast, I want to introduce something new to you. If you're tired of missing these live streams or missing videos, we have a new service where we can text you when we go live or launch a new video. All you got to do is text flash film to 74121. That's one word flash film to 74121. All right, let's get started. Ah, What's really good, everybody? How y'all feeling today? Today, I'm feeling extra good. Hope everybody can hear me, see me. And see everything today. We got a really, really, really good show, a fast show, a quick show, but a show that's going to punch you in the throat about three, four, five, six times. Right. What we're going to talk. We're going to talk about what should you do if you send the client the price and you don't hear back from them today. We're going to discuss three things. Right. We're going to talk about what you should do next, because I hate just talking about what you should have done. But we're going to get to that. We're going to talk about, you know, what you should do next what you should have done and uh how can how can you prevent this from happening that's what we're going to talk about all right but first you know what we got to do we got to roll some graphics and then we're going to get right to it all right post where y'all from real quick let's do it you're listening to content and cash a flash film academy podcast if you want to learn how to take pretty pictures this is not the place But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up, because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. I'm all jacked up off Mountain Dew, Chip. What's going on, everybody? If this is your first time on this channel right here, this channel right here is designed to help you understand the business side of content creation. I don't care if you're a podcaster, video editor, graphic artist, whatever. If you create content and you want to make money off of it, you want to get paid, you want to learn how to monetize it, this is the place. If you want to learn how to add really nice baby crying special effects to your beats or Photoshop outs, you know, your girlfriend's eyelashes or whatever that you don't like, this ain't the channel. This channel is all about understanding how to monetize your passion how to think about it how to look at it life changes and support systems and things you need to be a beast at it my name is ty i'm a former army combat photographer i own flash film media which is one of the more trusted content creation companies in all of the state of texas we work with places like samsung verizon walmart uh red bull whatever you want to name we worked with a lot of companies a lot of companies. And today I'm here to help you get that bag, man. Get that bread. Let me hit this real quick. 
All right, so let's talk about a few things. Oh, that's crazy. Let me change that real quick. Let's talk about a few things real quick. One, you are working with a client. A client hits you up. They're eager. They're like, man, we like what you're doing. Everything is great. Send us out. To, let's get some information and send us out some stuff, and we're going to go from there. You send them out information, you never hear from them. That has happened to a lot of us. It's happened to myself. But you got to look at this as an opportunity. This is a learning opportunity. And I'm going to teach you how to, what to do if you're in it. We're going to probably start there. How to prevent it. And a few other things. So let's start. Um, real quick, big shout out to everybody that's, that's popping up, showing their love and where they from. Fayetteville, I was stationed out there, Fort Bragg. D.C., I was stationed out there, Fort Meade. Ohio, I've never, I've, I got family in Cleveland, stayed in Cleveland a lot, hung out in that area. Never been to Youngstown. So big shout out to all of these places. Where my international players at? Make sure we, uh, make sure we, uh, all my international players, make sure y'all jump on here as well. So he said, we got people taking the master course. He said the beta client process and the passion to profit is pure gold. Thank you. Yeah. That, that, if you got that course, you know, what's up, you know, what's up. Um, that, yeah, Michigan, Josh representing, we got, we got Massachusetts in the house as well. Quebec. There we go. There we go. Okay. Let's talk about a few things. Let's get right into it. Um, let, let's talk about London. I got a, okay. I got a, I got a pause for London. Got a pause for London. And then we got Ty in New York. Oh, we got the Plymouth Road players. Okay. I got a pause for the Plymouth Road because I'm, that's Detroit me all day. So I have to definitely do that. Okay. <laughs> We um, let's talk about a few things, right? Because I want to this is a problem that we all have run into. We all you're going to face it. It's just life in this business. You're going to face it. Right. Um, That's it's just a part of the part of the game. It's a part of the game. But let's talk about uh, what you should do next. You know what? No, let's let's talk about what you failed at first. I got to punch you in the throat first. I got to punch you in the throat first. Let's talk about what you failed at first. Right. Because you failed at something. There's something you failed at doing. There's something there's something that you didn't do right. And don't put the blame on the client. I want to change that mindset. I want to get you out of the mindset of thinking that, oh, man, you know, these clients, man, they're not spending no money. They're not doing this, that or the other. They're not. I want to get you out of that mindset. That is not where I want you to think, because if you build your business with the mindset that clients, they're not spending money is oversight. You're only going to hurt yourself. And, and that's something that is really big about being a entrepreneur. Stop blaming the client for things you're not doing well. It don't take the, the client don't, it don't take a, a, a lot of a high IQ to understand that they want to spend money on something. Right. They don't have to be brilliantly super smart to realize they have a problem. If you got a goldfish and you take half the water out, that goldfish with that brain is that big. Realize that there is a problem. If they see another tank, they'll try to jump into that tank. They'll try to escape that issue and go into a better situation. The, it doesn't require brains to understand you have a problem. 
right? Your body tell you, Hey, I'm hit. I'm hurt. I'm bleeding out. Your, your head hurts. Every time you have an issue, there's a reason for it. your back hurt. Your, your body naturally tells you when there is a problem, we're very good at detecting that. What you need to be good at is providing a valuable solution, a valuable solution that is worth the risk. You need to put that other fish tank of clean, fresh water right next to the old fish tank so that the fish can see it and be like, it's worth trying to make this jump in order to be in a better place. That's value. But we're going to get into value later. We're going to I ain't going I ain't going to kick you while you're down. I'm just going to give you the brass knuckles and I keep the brass knuckles right here. They ready? You want to get close up with the brass knuckles? Let's see if we can get a close up. It's probably too thin. There we go. Look at that brass knuckles ready. Anyway, you have to make sure that that new fish tank looks a whole lot better than what we're leaving from and that it's the value is there, right? It's worth making that jump. Again, we're going to talk about that. So I got a few notes here. Let's go from the notes. Um, let's talk what you failed at is most times you failed at properly explaining the value of what you offer in a way where it makes sense to your customer, right? And I know y'all, if you watch this channel, I know you hear me use the word niche three times a lot. It is so hard to, to, to show value for everybody. Let me say it again. Where my, where my button at? It is so hard to show value to everybody. That's why a lot of you guys who try to do everything fail miserably. Because for people who care about a Pokemon card, it's a Pokemon card worth what? A million dollars one sold for. I don't give a damn about a Pokemon card. Sorry, not sorry. I would step over a million dollar Pokemon card and think nothing of it. But for those who love it, it's extremely valuable, more valuable than a house, a million dollar Pokemon card. That's why it's important to have a niche and know your target audience to a person who don't care about Pokemon. It's just a piece of cardboard to a person that lives and breathes this stuff. It's worth a million dollars. That's why it's so important that you narrow what you do so that you know who is buying from you because then you can, you can, you know, what's valuable to them. Car guys who like muscle, they'll spend $2,000 for a weirdly shaped piece of metal that makes noise. We call them exhaust. The average person that's using their car to get from point A to point B don't care. When their muffler blow, they're like, put me another one on. I don't care who make it. Give me the cheapest thing I can get and still make it down the street. Knowing who your target audience is will help you show value, right? And when you are valuable, everything changes. A lot of you people have the problem, you people. A lot of you all have the problem where you can't show, va- you can't show enough value to justify the price you want and to create urgency. So let me talk about value before we go to what's what's next. I want to make sure that because some people don't they like, well, what is value? What is value? What is value? How do you how do what's value? What do you mean by value? And I got a quick write up. So so value in the simple, simple terms. 
um, is providing something that the customer feel is greater than the money that you're asking for, greater than the money in their pocket, right? That's value. That's why people, you ever bought something on sale because it was a good deal? You didn't really come there looking for it. You didn't really need it, but you're like, man, they're giving away two of them for the price of one. I'm sure I can use it. That's value. Where you feel like whatever you're looking at is greater than the amount that you're willing to spend for it. That's value. So you want to make sure that you're providing value, right? Um, you, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times you have to understand who this value is for. Like I said, to provide it, which great for one person, the other person don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like Lil Wang tickets for $25 is a steal for Lil Wang fans, but Garth Book fans don't give a damn. There's no way you can, unless you try to put them on a ticket together and Garth Book fans may be like, I don't know if I want to hang out with Lil Wang fans. Lil Wang fans may be like, I don't know if I want to hang out with Garth Book fans. This is why niche is so important. The less you have, the more predictable your audience is, the more you can understand who your target audience is so that you can create value. Why does this even matter when this, when it comes to people not responding to your, your price, your proposal, because you have not created enough value where they feel like they need to act now. And they're like, hmm, okay, cool. If I ran up to you and say, man, I got a tractor. I'm going to sell you for $40. You're like, what am I going to do with a tractor? I live in the city. To a farmer, he like, I'll take five of them. Give me all you got. So understanding who you're selling to is way more important than even understanding what you're selling sometimes. Because you have to, you have to know what your target audience values. So that you can build a brand, and this is things that I teach in a master course, so that you can build a brand that is extremely valuable to them. You cannot do this with everybody because people like different stuff. People won't buy a car because it don't come in a color they want. Like people just like different stuff. You and your partner may like two totally different things. What's valuable to you as a guy may not be valuable to your partner. They just may not care. Ladies walk in the room and see why your your guys in there playing Call of Duty all day. Why he can't wait. Why he got to stand in line at GameStop. You're a grown man. Why you getting Why you getting Call of Duty? They don't value it. Meanwhile, the Selena line of makeup drop and they are just going nuts. And you like, it's just red and pink. Like, it's just makeup. They just put the word Selena on it. Don't you talk to Selena Bob Selena like that? You gonna catch these hands? Chill, babe. I just don't understand why y'all in line to buy Selena makeup. I don't get it. You don't value it, right? So make sure you understand who you're selling to and you provide value. Live within that niche, right? I only do this. I only do corporate event photography. People who buy corporate event photography value getting pictures instantly, right? They value um, great zoom lenses that can get presenters on stage. They don't value macro photography. Why is macro photography on your website? People who want to hire you 
to shoot their event don't care if you can get cl- super close ups of stuff. They value pictures of the venue. They value um, pictures of the, the outside of the venue. They value the fact that you got there early to capture the venue when it was all pretty and the people didn't come in and mess it up. When people who hire you for event photography see that, they understand that they value it. They understand you know what you're doing. They're willing to pay more. Okay, so you failed at showing your client as much value as possible. That's one. Two, and and value is usually, I'm going to be real with you, 75% of why people get your price and don't call you back. They feel like your price, it ain't nothing even close. For the, the, let me tell you the perfect value, right? Real quick. As I wrote this in my notes, let me tell you the perfect value, right? The perfect value is when a client feel like they got away with something. It almost feel like stealing. That's the perfect value. There's nothing more valuable than something that you got for free. Or for layman's terms, something that you stole because you got it for nothing. It cost you nothing and you came up. That's the most valuable. A five finger discount is the most valuable thing ever. Unfortunately, it's illegal. And people are willing to pay to get something. You just better make sure what they're getting feels like it's worth way more than what they paid. If you can master just that, you won't have to sell as much because you don't have to convince somebody, hey, I got a $20 bill. If you give me a dollar, if you give me $10, I'm going to hand you this 20. How much selling do you need to do? You got to sell somebody on giving you $19.50 and, and you're going to give them $20 back. That takes some convincing. Why would you do that? What you mean? I could, if, it's a, if it's a 10, give me 10, I'm going to give you a 20 straight up. Let's go. Let's go. Now, I'm on the east side. You on the west side. Hey, man, come over here and give me 10. I'm going to give you 20. Um, it ain't worth the gas prices. I'll see you when I see you. Hey, man, give me a 10. I'm going to give you 100. I'm on the way. It's just more value. In your business, if you understand who you're selling to, you can offer them value. But you got to understand who it's for. You got to understand that. I can't give you a copy and paste. I can't BS you into knowing what it is for every person. I'm not here to teach you what to think. I'm here to teach you how to think. And as long as you start paying attention to who's buying from me, who is buying from me, what type of company, that's why I'm telling y'all. You got to dig three layers deep. Just doing business video ain't enough because businesses are different. A plumbing business is different than a software business. What they look to buy is completely different. Your success won't be as great unless you say, you know what? I'm focusing on software developing companies, development companies. They need training videos. They need training videos for their staff and for the company they're selling software to. So if I design my page and my brand around creating technical training videos, I I'm way more valuable to them than Jojo's video production that do everything. Just sit on that for a minute. Um, so that's something that's huge. You want to make sure again, you explain the process. A lot of people don't explain the process. We do video production, 2,500 here. You didn't explain what was going to happen next. You didn't explain what's how, how you, people want to get walked through this situation. 
a majority of your clients are first time clients. They don't know. They, they, they may have worked with a company that did stuff all wrong and they're just used to that. You ever been in a, you ever, you ever been in a relationship? It was all wrong. And then you got in a relationship that was all right. And that felt wrong. Like, wait, why is you, why are you fixing my plate? Like, why are you, uh, Hey, Hey, why are you, uh, wiping off my counters? What you looking for something? Like it feels weird. You get into a situation and you, it, you got to adjust because you're like, wow, if they would have explained the process, you would have been like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, let's do it. A lot of you guys don't explain the process, right? A lot of you guys don't explain the process. Um, let, Let's talk about what you should do next. Let's talk about what you should do next. Um, So I usually do what's called a follow-up a follow-up opt-out message. This is something I don't, I've never heard nobody else do it. So put on your, uh, put on your tinfoil caps and come with me. Cause I, I do what's called a follow-up opt-out message, right? I'm going to tell you where I developed this at first. I developed this by failing miserably on thumbtack. I developed this by failing miserably on thumbtack and I wanted to learn why. So. Make sure y'all hit that like button real quick. Um, so and I'm, I'm going to give you this, right? Write it down, use it, right? So with my follow-up opt-out message, it's something along the lines of this. Hey, we understand life can be busy. When you're ready to move forward with the project, we'd love to help. If for whatever reason you choose not to, please let us know, right? You can word it however you want it. Let me tell you what this does for you. Let me tell you what this does for you. There's a lot of times you have clients that's just not ready. They get it and they got other stuff to do, the other stuff on the plate. Something came up. I remember I pitched for a client and the client, I pitched for them, submit, they, they called me on Monday, submitted a proposal by Wednesday. I talked to them on the, no, I talked to them on Wednesday, submitted a proposal by Friday. They walked into office Monday and walked into a merger that they had no idea about. They walked into a merger they had no idea about. Stuff was hectic, crazy. They had to put my stuff on the back burner. I heard from them six months later when the merger was complete. They had more budget. They needed more videos. They were ready to go. If I bugged them and hound them and y'all just was wasting my time, I would have never heard back from that client. So do an opt up, follow up, opt out, follow up message. Why the opt out, Ty? Why the opt out? Because if they choose to go with another company, I can then understand why. Because their response is going to be something like, hey, um, I think we're going to go with this company over here. They just provided better pricing and we really like their work, yada, yada, yada. That tells me I didn't do enough. I didn't offer enough value, right? Because better price, there's no such thing as a better price. It's all better value. They say better price, but what they mean is the price you quoted, you, we didn't feel like you offered enough for us to pay it. Somebody else did a lower, which means if y'all offering the same amount of value and somebody offers that value at a lower price, why wouldn't you go over there? If you got two Mercedes Benz dealerships and they both got E-classes, same thing side by side, but theirs is $10,000 cheaper. You come on now. You, you wouldn't do, you wouldn't go over here cause you like these guys cause they were cool. You're going to save your 10 grand. That's a no brainer, right? So. Again, a lot of people are sitting here with these boring 
demo reels of music in, in, in your best clips. Y'all got bland websites that's saying y'all cover everything for everybody. Y'all both submitting proposals, but yours is 2000 and theirs is 16.5. Well, both of them don't directly speak to exactly what I need, but at least this one's cheaper. If I'm a roll of dice, I'd rather be out of $1,600 instead of $2,500 and I'd rather go over here. Meanwhile, you don't get called back and call these clients. They ain't spending no money. They, they trash. They don't want to No, you didn't separate yourself. There's a lot of fast receivers that can catch in the NFL. There's not a lot that can separate themselves from the competition. Right? So you have to separate yourself from the competition. Business is the ultimate sport. See all the, I can't even talk statistics. Business is the business is, is, is the smart man's sport. It's a sport for your brain. It requires working out practice. It requires an off season and on season. It's, it's brutal. It's a, it's a almost a physical contact mental sport. That's what business is. When you decide to be an entrepreneur, you decide that you're going, you're going to play a sport. Now, the thing is, if you lose, you piss poor, you, you outdoors. If you win championships, you become wealthy. If you're a mediocre team going eight and eight, you get to survive. You go to the playoffs, you make good money. It's a sport. You got to look at it that way. A loss is just a loss. Hey, we lost one game. Let's look at that tape. Let's review it. Let's see why we lost. So when we go into the next game, our next opponent won't expose those weaknesses. You literally have to look at it that way. That's why it's great business owners are competitive. They're very competitive. Sometimes guys couldn't, you know, they weren't big enough to be, be basketball players. They didn't have a good enough jump shot. They weren't fast enough to be football players. So this is the, this is the muscle they choose to use. And it pays off more than all the sports combined. So keep that in mind. Um, let's talk about what you should have done, right? Let's talk about what you should have done. Because there are things you should do whenever you work with a client to prevent this from happening. One is you always, 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 always set up a follow-up appointment whenever you submit a proposal. Now, the way I do it is when I gather information, this is how my process works. Client come to the website, fill out information. We contact that client, right? We gather information so that we can write an accurate proposal. We promise that client a date in which the proposal will be done, usually 24 hours. And we set a follow-up call on that initial phone call. We set a date so that they are available because if they duck you, you know what's up. So usually, let's say we get a, we get a message on Monday. I'm calling on Monday or Tuesday, getting a proposal out by Wednesday with a follow-up call for Friday or Monday, depending on their schedule. But we're going to have a follow-up call. Why, Ty? Why? Why we got to have a follow-up call? Because I'm not going to leave it to them to contact me back. For what? They got enough stuff on their table. We're a turnkey solution. Let's get this thing going. They called you because they needed something, not because they wanted something. So, and these are times, and having a follow-up date tells you a few things, right? It tells you whether or not they are the decision maker or I got to get in front of my team or man, my boss, I got to get in front of my boss. Cool. When would that happen? 
because there are two other strategies with that. And we're going to talk about that in a second. There are two other strategies with that real quick. Um, today's sponsor of the day is the three free courses over at flashfilmacademy.com. This graphic never works. I don't even know why I push it. Um, so if you go over to flashfilmacademy.com, sign up for three free courses. Let me say this too. Let me make sure I got my, uh, my one button up here. For those of you who are on um, the text list, for those of you who are signed up to be a part of the text messaging list, I'm trying to see if I got the graphic here. There's going to be something special today. You're going to get something after this that's really special. Where's my, uh, nah. If you go to Flash Film Academy, I'm trying to see if I got it. There's, there's going to be something real special. I'll just say that. If you're a part of the text list. If you're not a part of the text list, um, you know, it is what it is. Um, but if you are a part of the text list, there's something really special coming. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to you. I'll leave it to that. So that way you can, you know what's up. Just check your text messages after this and you'll see what I'm talking about. You get to be a part of something special. I'll just, I'll say that. If you want to be a part of the text list, um, I'm trying to think, should I let people on or should I, should I just reward those who are currently representing? I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure that out. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. If you're on a text list, though, just stay stay by your phone. As soon as we finish, I'm gonna send you something. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll say that. Okay, pause for a second. I know you're in the middle of something dope, but I wanted to make sure I tell you about a course over at Flash Film Academy that changed the game for me. It literally took my business from attracting mostly low-end clients to consistently landing and closing bigger clients with bigger budgets. It's called the five key steps for creating an effective portfolio that converts. If you're a photographer, videographer, editor, colorist, or graphic designer, it's very simple. This course teaches you how to take what your brand does well and present those things in a way that help the clients understand how your brand can solve their problem. When clients are trying to make a decision on why or even if they should work with you, blasting them with your best video clips set to music won't cut it anymore. It doesn't set you apart, show value, or help buyers in the process of making a decision. This course teaches you how to create a commercial for your brand, providing a first impression that will help 10x your ability to land quality clients. Remember, if you can't effectively tell your story, clients won't hire you to effectively tell their story. Go to Fly flashfilmacademy.com today to get started use promo code pod5 that's p-o-d-5 to save 15 percent off this course real quick let's i want to talk about you know when you talk to them and they have a follow-up time they like okay yeah we need to you know we need to do this that and the other depending on how big the client is right depending on how big the client is if they have to talk to a team or they got to talk to their boss, I will ask to be a part of that meeting. If it's a big client, I will ask to come there and be a part of that meeting. Why? It shows value. It shows value, especially when you show up in your uniform, especially when you show up with your iPad or your, your, your tablet or whatever to take notes. And they have the ability to answer questions. 
you have the ability to sell the whole team on why they should do business with you instead of providing information so that that one person can go back and try to repitch what, what they learned from you. Because I guarantee you that person's not going to sell a lot of value. They're going to just talk about price. Oh, they do three videos, 2,400. This other company said they'll do four videos, 2,500, yada, yada, yada. Try to be in that meeting. Try to, try to, try to find out who the decision makers are and to get in front of them. Now, what if they say, ah, oh, no, nah, you can't, you know, nah, it ain't going to happen. Cool. You, listen. Your proposal should have multimedia in it. You can't tell me you're a multimedia or content creator and your proposal is just text, fam. Don't, if your proposal is just text, I want you to go on Craigslist. I want you to take really pretty pictures of your gear. Make sure it's nice. Make sure you use those lenses. Put it for sale because you're not going to make it. There is no way in the world. It's like walking into a car dealership that don't got cars. It's like walking into a pizza shop that don't got pizza. No pictures of their pizza or nothing. You need to have multimedia on your proposal. What do I mean? Your demo reel should be there, right? We created a reel for the, for the three type of clients we use that's tailored to just that client. Because guess what? A client who want to hire us to do corporate event photography only want to see corporate event stuff. Is that shocking to you? Is that mind blowing? Why would I show them everything else? Why? I'm just going to show them exactly what they're looking for. All right. So make sure it's in line with that. Make sure that when they get your proposal, not only do we put demo reels on it, and I teach this in a master course, you can get that over there. Here, I'll put it on the screen for you. Boom. Those who got it, it's like, yeah. Um, Make sure it not only has demo reels, but you know what else will get the sale? Testimonials from other people who were where they are now. Wow. Video testimonials. You mean a video company or a photography company should have testimonials on their demo reel? Yes. If you create podcasts for, yes. If you're a graphic artist, yes. If you're a colorist, yes. Your proposal should not look like a bill. It should be able to sell your brand without you being there. It should be able to sell your brand without you being there. Jump on that. I got something for you. Your proposal needs to be solid. If, you're, a lot of, if your proposal is not solid and it just got a price, you're not going to make it. Sorry, not sorry. Just you're not going to make it. Your proposal needs to work when you're not there. It needs, to, it needs to be open in a meeting full of people and go through and sell nothing but value. And then the price. If it's just a bill, you're not going to make it. Um, so you got to have multimedia in your proposal. How can you, how can you convince a client that you're going to tell a story and you can't tell your story? That's like, that's like being a beautician with bad hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, how can you do that? You can't do that. Nobody's going to trust you. How, you can't do it for yourself. What if you had a what if you had a six hundred pound personal trainer? He just eating donuts. Like lift that up, put that down. Look, it ain't gonna work like that. Mister B asks, how many pages should your proposal be? It depends on what you're selling, right? It depends on what you're selling. My proposal 
is ready to sign. It includes my contracts. So it depends on what the client wants because we explain the process of everything we do. This is what's going to happen next. Once you sign this, we're going to do this X, Y, and Z. See, proposal shouldn't just have a price. And I, and I, for the, I'm going to say it again. All of that is here. I'm just going to, people are like, what's on there? And what's on the, what's on the paid course? This is stuff that's on there in detail. So the proposal, actually, that one's probably, no, nah, not on that one. It's there. No, it is there. Okay. So the proposal should have information about your company. Why they should buy from you. What's, what, what products they're looking at? What are, what are you looking at? Let me give you a thorough explanation of what's going to come with what you're looking at. What's the process? This is the process. This is what's going to happen next. Then we get to budget. This is, the, this is, what, this is what we quoted you. Here are some upsell items. Extremely important because you can send over a $1,000 proposal and get one back that's worth 10 if you have upsell items that properly explain what these are. The benefits, not the features. What do I mean, Ty? The benefit of having air-cooled seats is that your butt is crisp and cool in the summertime. The feature is the technology of blowers located under the seat that draw air up until who cares? The benefit is that your butt's going to be cool in the summertime and it's going to be warm in the wintertime. Let them, do you want a cold butt? In the summer and a warm button in the winter. Click here for yes, three hundred dollars. Your your proposal should have that. Then it should have the final amount. Once they click all of that, it should tell them right on the right on the proposal. This is what your final amount should be. Then we're going to talk about what's going to be delivered. We're going to deliver you five video files in this format for use of this, that, and the other. Then below that will be contracts, a signature. Also in the budget, price, and things like that. All of that get talked about there. Go into more detail. Enough of that. But I just want to let you know, because there's people who took it are sitting here like we know, Ty. There's people who don't. I respect it. Again, then you're going to have contracts. Then it's going to be one signature for everything. I don't have to have 20,000 things. I use Proposify. Why? Because I can tell when they opened it. I can see what pages they're stuck on. You think they're going to be stuck on budget all day? Sometimes. Sometimes they're just stuck on itinerary. Sometimes they're saying, hey, um, we have we have speakers on different days. You have all this set up in one day. Can we split this up into two days? We sure can, but the price is going to be different. It may be cheaper for them to fly that speaker in that day just a day early and put them in a hotel room or whatever. But you let them make them those choices. It may be cheaper to just bring you out a second day, hold another base rate, hold another set of hourlies. You're good. It's their money. Don't tell them how to spend it. Let them spend it how they want. That that you just want to give them options. That should be in your proposal. All right. Um. Also, you all what you need to do also, and a lot of people ain't doing this. I don't know why not. You sending out these forever proposals. Your proposal needs to have an expiration date. Yeah, this price won't be this price forever. This price is good for the next 30 days. You want to add some incentives? Give a discount. Hey, if you book within the next 30 days, we're doing a special with teleprompters are free. Give them a sense of urgency within the form of value. First of all, your proposal should have an expiration date anyway. 
prices change. Don't you bring me back a proposal from 2019. Want me to honor that? Those are pre-COVID prices. Nah, bro. Not happening. Not over here. My proposals usually have a 30-day window. We ain't got all day, fam. What your, what your family tell you? Take a dump or get off the pot. But that's, we don't say take a dump. We use a four-letter word. Or get off the pot. Next. I got stuff to do. Remember, you are and you you are a busy company. If you're sitting around bored, lollygagging, you must be trash. You ever go to a barbershop? The guy with nobody in his chair? Come on over here. Nah, you may not be good because ain't nobody in your chair. You wanna I'm gonna wait for the guy that got four people waiting. He must be a beast. If they willing to wait, I'm willing to wait. I ain't got nothing to do today. The guy who ain't never got nobody in the chair, he's sitting in his own chair watching TV. He trash. We all know that. It is what it is. The food place that don't got a line wrapped around the corner, they food must not be good. You think this is bull? Go to a nightclub. Watch them keep a line outside for no reason just so you can think, oh, man, that must be the spot. They are perfect at doing this. You've seen it before. They'll, they'll let the, you'll get inside like, ain't nobody in here. They're just holding the line out just to make it look like it's wrapped around the corner. People really want to get into it. They really love it. So that's that technique works. You've seen it work. Um, Michael Rodriguez says, how do you handle a customer that we work with for a low price or fee that didn't book us? And we showed a real process. You don't work with them if they're not going to pay you. And a lot of that comes from how you establish that free relationship, right? You didn't take control of that free relationship. You don't walk in a, in a business and say, we're going to shoot whatever you want for free. No, you say, listen, I'm working on this, spe this specific product. We're working on a client onboarding videos to help clients understand how to fill out the paperwork. Is that something that will work for you? If they say yes, you just shoot that. If they say no, what we need is X, Y, and Z. Pick one. If, and this is beta client. I teach this in beta client. We're going to go back to this. I teach this in beta client one-on-one. Um, but you want to find out what, what your target audience need. If they all say, if, if, if you work with three different dentists and they're all telling you they're losing money because they got to get dental assistants out the back to help clients fill out paperwork, that's a valuable product. It's valuable to just your target audience. It won't be valuable to an orthodontist. It won't be valuable to a hygienist. Even though they're close to dentists, your target audience is dentists. They value that. Now that you understand that, you can walk in the door and say, we're shooting just that. When you kill that, they'll buy whatever else from you. Because the value is there. Even if they buy a second video, they feel like I'm buying one, getting one free. The value is there. And they see your work. And they understand how you, your, your process. And they understand the end result. You've just created a customer by shooting for free. Congratulations. The problem is people go in so hard. I'll shoot anything. Whatever you want, I want. You get nothing from it. And then they're going to keep adding to it. Keep adding to it. Keep adding. Nope. I'm here to do this specific thing. That's it. Now, if we want to do some extra to that, we can talk about it. But this is what I'm here to offer. Because I'm trying to make this product pop. I'm trying to make this product do well for my target audience, for other dentists. You're the guinea pig. For free, we're going to make sure it works and moves and everything. So keep that in mind. Um, another thing you should have done. You should have had a. Um, 
You should have had a better proposal that's more detailed. Like I said, includes multimedia. Um, and the last but not least, what you should have done is you should have gathered information about the decision makers, right? And maybe their contact information. Maybe there's multiple decision makers. I've had a project where the person I wrote the proposal for set up the shoot dates and everything got fired. What now? Are we done? No, that department still needed that content. In fact, they added more. They looked over what we, oh, we need more than this. Let's double that. But if you don't get that information, you just, you, you won't know. Find out who, because you talk to the gatekeeper a lot. Who's the decision maker? Hey, um, just quick question. Who will be making the final decision on this product project? Oh, my boss, Mike Smith. Okay, is there any way we can get in contact with Mike Smith as well? We'd love to have a chance to talk to you both. Can we come out to your offices and have a meeting with you all? Nobody they talked to said they was going to do that. But you, now you show value. Now you're the professional. Now you're worth what you're asking for. Now you show up in uniforms with branded pins and swag and whatever. You seem like you're you're a high-end client, a high-end company. So now your value is increased even more. And because your value is high, your price can be high as well. Companies like Lexus, um, you know, Cadillac, Mercedes, they do this well. They don't have boring commercials at the beach. Like, bro, we're nope. Everybody's in a suit in their commercial. Every, have you ever seen a Lexus on, on a commercial parked at a trash house? You've always seen like those high-end car commercials like, damn, what kind of house is this? It's made of the walls are made of black marble. It's off the beach. Like, like, dang, I see why they can afford a Lexus. They never show it at a trailer park. They never show it. I didn't say Alexa. Cancel. They never show it at a place that don't look like they can fully afford to walk in and pay cash for like six of them. It's always somewhere that's just like dope, like not only dope as far as look expensive, but they're always well-designed homes. Like if you have taste, you want this car. If you have the ability to afford a place like this and you if you aspire to live in a home where it's pure glass on black sand off an island if your if your vision for yourself is that you should also own a lexus what everybody wants that so you got to keep that in mind um and when you walk into a place and you go into their meetings and you shake hands with their decision makers you appear almost like a luxury brand keep that in mind everybody's doing phone calls remember give them more Give them a whole lot more. Find ways to separate yourself. So, you know, you want to make sure you ask that. A lot of people ain't asking. Hey, can we come in and talk to the team? You got a meeting this Friday to, to sell it, to pitch it? We'd love to be there to answer any questions your team may have. Try it. If you got to. Now, you may not want to do it for a $250 job. But you know what your dollar amount is to get off your couch. Right. I can't tell you what it is, depending on where you are. For some of y'all, it's 500. For some of y'all, it's 5000 That's you. But offer it. Offer it to bigger clients. I've closed deals with colleges. I've closed deals with hospitals. Um, I've closed deals with multiple companies simply because I showed up, especially in my work van. I circled the front three times so they can see it. 
I even parked out front one time, went and asked the lady up front, hey, um, where's the best parking spot? I'm here with Flash Film Media. We're looking for, okay, here's my car. Perfect. You said park over there. Got it. Just so they can see it. Just so that I parked by the window so they can see it. And I went in there and I closed the sale. Those are little things. That's just like, those are what they call them unsexy tips. That's why uniforms are important. Business cards are important. Those things are very important. You come in with a clipboard, you need to have your name on the back of the clipboard, your sticker or something. Very important. I got an iPad case, my stickers all on it. Very important. Those are things that people say, oh, okay. Very important. Little things that show and sell value. All my cases, all my, let's look at a little gym alert. Just something you can keep in your back pocket. Where my graphic at? All my hard cases got my logo on it. Everything has my logo on it. All of it. You can go to Sticker Mule and get stickers for $30. Slap it on everything. Everything got my logo on it. We look like we manufacture Pelican cases. You would think we make all of that stuff. Tripods, everything. Got my logo on it. All these stickers here. Look at this. Look at this. Look at that. Y'all thought I made this microphone. This is a Shure SM7B. That's not a Flash Film Academy microphone. You think it's not everywhere? Okay, you couldn't even see that sticker until I showed you. I just feel good knowing it's there. I was seeing if it fit. It fit. There you go. It's everywhere. Um, also, big shout out to those that listen on the podcast. Make sure you rate us five star on Apple Podcasts and write a review too. I mean, if you look some reviews on Apple Podcasts, thank you if you wrote one so far. You've done an excellent job. I really appreciate that. So, um, get to the decision makers. Follow, make sure you do follow ups. And make sure you are, uh, that's weird. And make sure you are, um, if possible, a part of the decision. Be a part of the decision. If you, Nobody's answering questions. Nobody's there for that. You be there for that. All right? Very easy. So, um, again, you got clients that's not calling you back. Do the follow-up opt-out. It's very important that you do a follow-up opt-out message. If you're on Thumbtack, Man, I can't tell you how many sales I got simply by going in the bin of people who stopped responding. And I sent a follow up opt out message and I got people who who was on Thumbtack, Bark, whatever site you're using to get leads who I have not talked to. And in some cases, a year or two come back and say, you know what? We was just slammed. Yeah, let's. And nobody else contacted them. They haven't got an email from Thumbtack in six months. And here go mine popping up. Bloop. Emails. Thumbtack. Let me see. Hey, you know, we understand life can be crazy and things can happen. We just want to let you know that whenever you're ready to move forward in this project, we'd love to be a part of it. Ty, Flash Phone Media. Here's our number, our website, whatever. Those things go a long way because it's understanding of a a busy business owner. Maybe a busy gatekeeper. Right. You don't know what that company's going through, what those people going through, especially when they use a site like like Thumbtack or something, especially when they just fell out something for a lead because they don't have a lot of time. You don't know what they're going through as people. They're still humans. They still got life, kids, family, whatever. You know, I was dealing with a, a, a gatekeeper that was going through a nasty divorce and she just had a lot on her mind. And she told me, like, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just going through a crazy divorce. I got to go to court for custody, blah, blah, blah. I got to deal with X, Y, Z. And the boss got me doing this. Hey, say no more, sir. Let me handle this. 
If you guys choose us, I'll make your life easier so you don't have to worry about this. We'll provide the itinerary, the lunch, everything. We'll get the talent. You know, let us handle this. Oh my God, you guys are a lifesaver. I just got a lot. Go cool. Knowing that that's her pain point, I offered a solution to help her pain point. Now it's still a cinematic solution, but I'm listening to what she's going through. I can make her life easier and provide the content that she's supposed to need. That she's supposed to turn into her company. That just comes from having that conversation and listening. I got a demo reel that show we do nothing but what she asked for. And I'm listening to her true pain points. She don't have time. She got a lot of stuff on her mind. She don't have the time and mental capacity to micromanage somebody in hopes that it get done. She need a project manager to step in and say, we got you, Sarah. Hey, let's do this. Let's do X, Y, and Z. Don't worry about it, Sarah. You good. Well, you know. In fact, here's a card to a, a family lawyer I know. Those are, listen, and I'm going to tell you real talk. Every company that Sarah has went to, I've shot a video for. Every, every time somebody offers Sarah a job and she took it, I shot a video for that company. Straight up. And I still shoot videos for every company she was at. Just because of how I handled that situation. I don't know her from Adam. I don't know her personally. But she called me up and said, hey, I'm over at this company. We need X, Y, and Z. I know you're the guy for it. It's been outside of my niche. We still do it. Remember, I'm not telling you don't shoot outside your niche. I'm saying don't market your brand. Don't build your brand outside of it. If you do headshots and then you get a client to say, we need lifestyle shots. Yeah, we do that. We can do it. Let's go. I'm saying be where certain people are looking. Build your brand to appeal to certain people that look in a certain direction, but still offer more. All right. So. Those are things that super important. Those are things that are super, super important as you build your brand. You got to understand value. Clients don't call you back because lack of value. You have to really, really, really focus on what value is. And there's a lot of definitions on what value is. But you got to know that that definition changes based on who your target audience is, their location, their lifestyle, what they do. You have to understand that. Don't don't settle for a definition of value until you know who it's for. A vegetarian don't care about how cheap you make meat. They're not, it's not for them. They don't care. You can make it free. They'll still step over it. Like I'm straight. You right now, you're, you're, you know, you selling meat to vegetarians and mad at them. I ain't trying to spend no money. I don't, it's just not what they like. Do you, did you take the time to ask them what they like? Did you take the time to understand who, who they are? Did you take the time to really figure it out? Or are you just going to, Push your skill set down everybody's throat. Mad at the world because they don't understand that you spent $3,000 on the A7S3 and your, and your images is crystal clear and you got a slider that you're paying off on the credit card. They don't care about that. They don't care, fam. That's why most of the time the issue isn't the client. The issue is you. Because you're not willing to go in the mirror and see what it takes to appeal to certain people. You didn't do enough reading. You didn't do, you didn't invest enough in this to understand the process.
You just thought that Canon was going to sell you something that, you know, allow you to take pictures that everybody cared about. No. Sorry, not sorry. It's a lesson you got to learn. The issue or the person that's slowing you down, hating on you the most is you. Your biggest hater is yourself. Because only you know everything about you. Your biggest competition is yourself, your laziness, your lack of of knowledge, your lack of wanting to learn more. The idea that you think you know everything is you. So before you point out your haters, go look at you. Because you hate on yourself more than anybody. Because you'd rather watch a, a, a show that's streamed, that's on demand, than learn about something that will help you make money. You'd rather have the latest Jordans or Gucci belt than a $13 course on Udemy. Those are decisions you make. Your, your life is, you, you, you got what you're getting what you deserve. Right now, you're getting what you deserve based off what you were willing to do. I don't care about background. I don't care about location. I don't care about color. That One of the greatest quotes um, by Morgan Freeman I believe it was Morgan Freeman or Samuel L. Jackson. I think it was Morgan Freeman. Um, it was on a late night show. And Morgan Freeman, they, they asked him, like, man, you from this small town? You know, how, don't you feel, like, lucky? Or how did you do it? You made it from this small town. And, you know, a lot of people don't make it out of that small town and be great like you. You know what I'm saying? What do you, what do you? And he was like, I just had the courage to do it. That bus leave that town every day. There's a bus that leave that city every day. I just got on it when a lot of people are scared to. So there's companies that blow up. You've seen companies blow up. You've seen people go from nothing to something. You, being self-made ain't new. Just people make the choice to do it. They make decisions in their life to put them in path to do that. And the reason I'm punching you in the throat on this, because nobody controls it. Nobody controls your ability to be great more than you, no matter what's stacked against you. Nobody controls your ability to be great more than you. You can make excuses and talk about why the world don't want you to be great. Or you can whoop the world's ass and keep doing it. You can find a way to do it. There's people in prison that's that's smoking good drugs right now because they found a way to get it through maximum security. You know what I'm saying? Like they're having the, the, the time of their life high as a kite. Because they found a way to get it in prison. Here you are free, mad at the world. Tommy, good looking out on the super chat. Um, Realized I didn't have a marketing system in place to bring in leads and sales systems to close out those leads, building those systems out. That is very important. For some reason, we just magically think that people are going to just come to us and want to buy what we got. For some reason, I don't know why we wake up like that. We wake up thinking, you know what? I got a camera. I spent all this money. People are going to hire me. Yeah. I see a lot of people who want to go into business that think it's just easy. I'm just going to do this and they're going to come calling me and I'm going to be make this per day and I'm going to be rich. And then they um realize that it ain't that easy. They realize that it ain't that easy. So look at yourself. You got to make better decisions. You have to make better decisions. You have to make better decisions. You got to make better decisions. The difference between you and Warren Buffett 
and everybody else you, you want to be that's in a greater place is they make better decisions more consistently than you do. And they make sacrifices. Really, a sacrifice is just a decision not to do, you know, to, to lose weight, you got to make a decision not to eat what tastes good in order to eat what's healthy. That's a hard thing to fight with. I'm fat, I know. It's a hard thing to be like, man, that oatmeal cream pie looks delicious. But it adds no value to my health. But it tastes so good. That's a decision you got to make. Not to smoke a cigarette. Not to do this, that, and the other. Decisions are why you are where you are. Keep that in mind. You, you deserve, that's why I said you deserve where you at. Based off the decisions you make. So master making better decisions. So I'm, I'm, listen, you got enough YouTube channels to help you feel good about failure. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You got enough, it's enough places out here to celebrate failure to tell you you're going good. Just keep up. the good. So you got enough places for that. I'm, that's not what, that's not what this is for fam. I don't, I just, it may be, it may be too harsh for some. I get it. Go back to La La Land, go back to sleep and hope and wish that things will happen for you. All right. Now that they gone, for those that want to do it, this is what it takes. It takes you doing something different. One of the greatest quotes that changed my life is if you always if you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. Let me say it again. If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. And that's just going in circles. You can, you know, life can happen to you or you can happen to life. So, again, I'm not here to tell you what you should do. I'm not here to tell you what to think. I'm here to tell you how to think. So, wherever you are on this planet, when you go look in that mirror, only you can determine the value of the person in front of it. Only you can determine the lifestyle that person deserves. Only you can determine the type of school that person kids need to go to, what type of car that person needs to drive. Only you can make that determination. A guy on YouTube can't make that determination for you, right? Only you can determine that. For some, and this is going to be a gut punch, for some people, they can look in that mirror and say, I'm a burger flipper, baby. I, I, I'm, I'm burger flipping. I'm flipping burger. I'm a, I'm a burger flipper. Somebody can look in that same mirror and say, I'm the CEO of a fortune 100 company. I live my life without compromise. My ability to turn my passion into profit unlocks doors and give me more freedom than the average person. It's on you. It's all in the head though. Whether you, whether you write or you, whether you think, whatever you think you write, it's on you. It's all mental. Most of this world is mental. Um, a few questions popped up. Self-made man. What do you think about sending questionnaires to get all the basic info on the client's needs? Questionnaires are okay, right? Think about it like this. If you were spending 
If you're spending $30 at a, at a Chili's restaurant, you're okay with a questionnaire. Some people skip it there. They don't even want to fill out the questionnaire. You ever pay for your own food at a restaurant? And then they ask you for the tip and the payment and they go into a questionnaire. You don't even want to, you don't even want to fill out a questionnaire for a $30 food that you just ate. If I'm spending $3,000, I damn sure don't want to fill out a questionnaire. So can it be done? Yes. I want to speak to a person. Have you ever, you ever bought something expensive and you called in for help and you got an automated server? You'd be mad as I don't know what. But if you buy something that's expensive and you speak to a person, you feel good about it. People are valuable. I like that I can call and talk. So sometimes it's best if you can talk to somebody, hear a voice and talk about some things. Never, you know, that's not a bad thing. If possible, if you have the time. Right. Um, T-Mobile grew their business off offering better customer service. It wasn't just network. They were disruptors. They offered value that was unmatched. They were disruptors. Give you all these crazy unlimited. And you know what they did next? Customer service. When you call in, it's like, thanks for calling, Ty. Stand by while we get you on the phone with one of our experts designed to help you. You're like, wow. OK, I get to talk to a person off rip. I mean, I just got a quick question. How much is my bill? $3,000. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to pay that in a minute. It's just, you know, you got to think about that. Um, Mr. B asks, Ty, is it vital to have media or production in your company name? Honestly, it don't matter. But take into consideration who your target audience is, right? If your target audience is doing more high-end stuff, if they're doing movies or documentaries, production may sound better than media. You really don't have to have either, honestly. But it just depends on who your target audience is. Let them make that determining factor. That's something you can put in the questionnaire. That's why I tell you to get a beta client before you pick. If you go through the master course, and I'm going to put it up here again, it's in order for a reason. In that course, I'm telling you, you need to get that beta client before you lock down that company name or website. Let them, let people who are going to buy from you tell you. Let me, give, let me, let me use this as an example, right? I had that written up and before I put it out, before I locked everything in, I let y'all tell me what y'all wanted to know. I just put it in order. I let y'all say, Ty, we really want to know this. We really want to know that, how to get a client. How... I let y'all tell me. And then I created it. This ain't just what I think. This is what y'all told me y'all wanted to know. I just put it in order so that you can replicate it. Because going through this and being and, and, and creating something, you don't always think about what works and what don't. The goal is creating something where I can go back and re-replicate what I'm, done, what I'm doing. You can ride a bike right now, right? You can just be like, get on it and push the pedal. Until you think about the fact that you're teaching somebody who's never ridden a bike, you go back and be like, okay, first you want to start by understanding where the kickstand is. Now you go back and write it. But they told you, Man, how, how do I jump stuff in the BM? How do I swerve? Cool, I'm going to put that in the course too, but that's going to be later. I got to teach you how to get your balance first. I got to teach you how to put both wheels. I got to teach you what pedals are. I got to teach you what handlebars are. I got to teach you the importance of oil in the chain. I got to teach you the importance of having a kickstand. I got to teach you how to properly sit on the bike. We're going to get to how to swerve past cones later, but I got to teach you this first. A lot of people want to swerve past cones and don't know how to pedal. I got to go back and teach and teach this part so that I can teach you that part. 
when it comes to picking things like a name, um, understanding what needs to be on your demo reel, understanding your company colors, understanding what your logo should be. I got to first teach. I got to first have you pick what you want to do. What do you want to do? Now, let's find who needs that. Now, let's see what they like. Because what I like don't matter. With the person that's going to spend money and buy your stuff all day, every day, what they like is more important than what I like. It's more important than what you like. You just don't understand that. So if you've picked your company name based off something you like, you're, you're failing yourself a little bit. You're not as successful as you could be had you known that information. You need to be naming yourself after something your target audience likes because they are the ones that's going to make your business float or sink. Who cares how cool you think your name is? It's about what they like. But if you have not identified your niche and who that target audience is, you're just blowing in the wind. You're just swinging at nothing. That's why knowledge is important. Because then you'll understand how to build a successful brand. Big companies do this all the time. They take their information from Coca-Cola and then they create companies like Minute Maid or companies that's under that umbrella that have a why Why Coca-Cola don't sell juices? Because Minute Maid sounds better. And it can appeal to a different audience. There's no way somebody that's health conscious will believe that Coca-Cola to make this sugary drink is also going to sell me a healthy juice with no preservatives. However, if we create a company called Minute Maid, show a lot of oranges and stuff, we can sell it to you then. That's why brands buy brands or have different brands. They have niche markets. They have different ideal customers, different target customers. And they create different appearances for those to appeal to those customers. It's just business. All right. Um, Wedding photographer looking to get into branding and commercial videos. Is it necessary to have a completely different business name? Yes. I don't even got to read the rest of that. Yes. Yes. Hell yes. Yes. If you do weddings, and you have a brand designed for weddings, it will only appeal to weddings. It will only appeal to brides and grooms. Companies don't want to touch wedding photographers. Just like wedding brides and grooms don't want to touch commercial photographers. They don't want to touch them. You know how I learned this? When I finally split it up and every doggone bride and groom, it was like all we kept getting was companies, just businesses. And every company was like, we just got a bunch of, uh, we got a bunch of wedding photographers. I learned that on Thumbtack when I was using one brand to apply to both, to submit to both. And I had wedding photos mixed with brand. They were like, we don't want that. Think about it. I mean, let's just, I use this analogy a lot. If you went to your mechanic and he also sold cheese and he worked on cars, you, you don't want him working on your car smelling like cheese. And you don't want him cutting your cheese with oil on his hands and face. You don't want people to do to you, to you as a content creator. It's the same. I'm just exposing, using lighting. They don't look at it like that. That's why you got to have these conversations with your beta client. They don't look at it like that. Just because you can take pictures of babies, you can't take pictures of dogs. To them, it's completely different. To you, it's the same. 
I'm using a 50 millimeter F1.8. We're lighting it the same. Like, what's the deal? They don't look at it like that. It's completely different. Listen, it's it's so different. I know, I know photographers that take pictures of clothes that have a whole different brand that do just shoes. It's that close. And you're talking about something that's completely different. I know photographers that like this, we do apparel, but we also do shoes over, you know what I'm saying? It's completely different. You don't need to separate the LLC. You may want to do an additional DBA. I used to have flash from weddings, flash from media, flash from photo booths, still flash film, completely different websites, URLs, everything, color schemes, everything. Period. All right. Um, let me get ready. We get ready to wrap, but I, you know, I want to make sure that you guys, you're going to run into this a lot. You're going to run into clients that don't hear back. You gotta, you gotta spend more time. You gotta spend more time on you. Stop blaming the world. Blame you. Blame the world 10% of the time. Blame you 90% of the time and watch how you change. And things start to happen for you. Always blame you before you blame somebody else. Bad relationship, blame you. What could I have done to make it better? Maybe I should have been thinking a little. Maybe I should have been blame you before you blame them. Yeah, they crazy. They deserve, you know, they crazy as I don't know what. But still, I could have done more. Maybe I could have referred them to counseling or something. (laughs) Maybe I could have went to counseling with them, whatever. So... You know, blame you before you blame them. In business, that will help you create a better brand. Better brands make more money. There is an unlimited amount of money out here to be made. There's an unlimited amount of money out here to be made. Blame you. Don't blame them. When clients disappear after that proposal, blame you. Don't blame them. All right? With that being said, guys, we're going to get ready to wrap. Listen. I put the text list up there. I'm going to put it up there one last time because as soon as I get off here, you're going to get something. Um, Be safe, guys. If you're listening on a podcast, please give us five stars on wherever you're listening. Write a review. We really appreciate that. If you go over to Apple Podcasts and read some of the reviews, man, they make my day. I, I Man, thank you for that. Um, Be sure... Thursday, we're going to do it again. We're going to go live Thursday. We got some big announcements that's happening later this month. So stay tuned. We're dropping videos every day. Um, these weekdays, we're doing a lot. We got a lot of great things coming. July is going to be a really good month for the Flash Film Academy community. If you like this video, we got tons more. All right. I'm going to ask again that you guys, you know, that you guys be safe. And uh, I will see you in about two days. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.